Welcome to track number three of Strive Lawfully for Omega Church. See you, you are seeing me. And number three, they have all bent down their heads. All right. Irene, tell us, you did microscopic Bible study. Did you have revelations? Hello? So, what were the tools for your Bible study? We looked at what tools? Tools. What tools did you use for your Bible study? Microscopic. Oh. Oh. I have two ladies. Two ladies. My brother, yeah, come. Did you do Bible study? Come. No, no, not you. The one behind me. Yeah, yeah. Good. You are blessed. Oh, where is she going? Ah, she's going to bring her Bible. All right. The tension. What what tools did you use for your Bible study? We used Dick. A Dick Bible. Yes. It was it was it your own Bible? No, it was um, one of a pastor in our group. Our group is called Agape. Agape group. Yes. All right. Agape yes. Bible Ministry. Yes. Study. Yes. And there were references in between um, the Bible, so that's what we use the Dick. Only the Dick. Use only the Dick. And the King James version. King James version. All right. Okay. If I see you talking unnecessarily, I will call you immediately to come and speak. All right. Uh, yes, Irene, what did you study? And um, we took a verse from John 14:15. It says that if you love me, keep my commandments. And we analyze each word. If you love me, keep my An- commandments. You analyze each word. Okay. Huh? So what did you analyze? We, we um, if if was God telling us if that's what you feel about me, um, love, then keep my commandments. We took love and said that it means we should not hold back anything at all from the Lord, and that this love is supposed to be unconditional. Um, we shouldn't let Go. Now, let's take the questions one by one and then you answer. What are the questions? You have your notes there. First step, microscopic. Analyze. What does this verse mean? Where are your members? Agape, Mumbra. What does this verse mean? The verse 
So one of them will answer a question. All of you who are in the groups of these people will be, be ready to arrive. What does this verse mean? And the verse means that anybody who loves Jesus Christ keeps his commandments. And thank you. What does this, what's your name? Erica. Erica, what does this verse mean to you? Is that another next question? It means that to you, to it you. Means, it means that if I claim to love the Lord, then there shouldn't be any compromise. I shouldn't compromise on anything. I must fully obey the Lord. Uh, are you happy with that? That is what it means. But what does it mean to you? Oh, you didn't do it that way? Yes. What does it mean to you? It means that... I you have a beloved? No, Bishop. <laughs> it means to me that no matter what happens, I have to keep God's commandments. No matter the situation I go through in life. She doesn't want to tell us her deeper secrets. What it means to her. Okay. What does it mean to me? It says if I love, I should keep his commandments. To me, it means uh, it should be above the love that I love the Lord should be above the love I love other things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, what I mean, no, you people, don't be theoretical. We are doing Bible study. What does it mean? Now, what does it mean? That I can get angry. But it does not mean I should use certain words when I get angry. It does not mean I should hit someone when I get, when I get angry. And um, it also means that, to me, it means that I should not go and sleep when I'm still angry with my husband. <laughs> Be angry and do not say, do not let the sun go down on your anger. What does it mean? It means we allow we can be angry as Christians. And then what does it mean to me? When I am angry with my husband, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go and sleep when I'm still angry with my husband. That's what it means to me. It is so simple. Do you get one? Huh? You must stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> What does it mean to you? Um, when I listened to the verse, I thought about a family member who has made me angry. And it's been there for some time. But I'm seeing that I'm not wrong in being angry with her. Because what is happening is not right. But I have to let go of it. I shouldn't allow it to get a seat and to sit um, somewhere to sit. And if I'm angry with my husband, I'm... 
it means you shouldn't be angry with that to you god is telling you huh? or maybe we should say what is god telling me maybe that will help what is god telling me personally okay so right, change that one what does it mean to me change it to what is god telling me larry you can sit down what is god telling me personally okay so change that question what does it mean to me and make it what is god telling me personally and you are also saying that what and i'm also saying that um when we're going to get married an uncle of my husband said that an uncle of my husband said that you should never sleep apart and since you cannot climb into bed with somebody you are angry with you have to resolve the issues before you sleep so you have to let go you can't keep it going amen so it means to her before she climbs into her bed all quarrels must be over amen what does it mean to you i know what is god telling you personally well i don't have a wife so i can't uh, <laughs> but uh, what it means to me i i work i work in the church office and i work in the church and there are many times that i could be offended and in fact there are times i have been offended but i have made i'll keep that quiet for you but i make sure each time that i don't insult the people i don't backbite i don't to yeah to me personally i i can i can get angry but i don't insult the person i don't speak disrespectfully to the person i don't backbite and i don't leave the organization just because i became angry that is what it means to me yeah what is god telling you personally um personally god is telling me um i should be angry and uh, <laughs> um it it means like like i mean in in an, in our institution i mean somebody can easily um wake up and then tell you something that you can easily be uh, you can easily i work with an organization snake yes please yeah so yeah, it's on way to you at the workplace. Don't get me. Angry. Yes, please. What? How can I Helen Bennett. Helen. Helen, My turn is here. To be angry 
Someone who is very angry. <laughs> like a person who cries a lot. <laughs> Our neighbors. I don't, I shouldn't allow that anger to have a seat in my head. Maybe I won't react that. The sight of that person makes me fall. I shouldn't allow that to I shouldn't that thing to stay in me. Maybe I will react. Since that thing, yeah. I should keep it in. Uh, I shouldn't allow it to have a speech. You should not say things of anger. Very good. Is there any other command? Yeah, I didn't be angry. I can be angry, but I didn't give it No. The command is. Any other command? So when you ask yourself why, the why of the topic, huh, then you have to find out from a scripture the why. So why of the topic from the scriptures, from the a verse. So why holiness from a scripture? Okay, so the why of the topic from a scripture. That is the, the thing, not from your idea. Thank God for your ideas. That's why we came back to the Bible. So the why of the topic from the scriptures. Now this man who is preaching about holiness, the Bible says in that verse he was quoting, pursue holiness without which no man shall see God. So right there, you will see the why of holiness by seeing that scripture. Amen. Amen. In fact, I will say, let me, let me um, make, re- rewind a bit. Before you even come to the why of the topic, you define a topic with a dictionary. Then number two, look for all scriptures on that topic. So the different people in the Bible study group will bring out one or two scriptures on the topic. That is what you are going to use. So now, Let's say, come, come and join me for Bible study. One, two, three, four. Please come. Please come. Come. 
let's say I'm having Bible study with these four people, okay? We are studying holiness, okay? So you find a scripture on holiness, you find scripture on holiness, you find scripture on holiness, and you find scripture on holiness. Begin to find. Okay? Now, that is where you look at the back. They are all looking at the back of their <laughs> Bibles. And if you have a Bible, you see, if you say you are a shepherd or leader, you have a Bible which has nothing behind it. Come. Lady, come. Come to me. And you also come to me. Come with your Bibles. First step in having a topical Bible study is what? Define the topic with the scriptures. Now you come. What's your name and from where? Jemima from Tema and Torin. Like Torino. Okay. Now let me see. Find. Now look at this lady. She's trying to find. Ah, even your Bible is trying to. Oh, oh, oh. There's, she's got some. You listen to her Bible. Though. Her Bible is some kind of tricky Bible. It's trying to help. It's trying to help, but it was not able to help her in this case. It's giving some topics with H. So, Holy Spirit, Hope, Horn, Hosanna, Hosea, Hosea, but no holiness. <laughs> You see, if you have a small Bible like this as a leader, it can't take you far. I said it can't take you far. And then this one too. All right, you have one at the back. Holy, holiness, 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 who, who, help, hurt. Helper, honorable, oh, holiness. All right. She has got about seven verses here. Okay. So now, define the topic. Number two, locate all the different scriptures you can on the topic. Is it clear? Please, don't preach to yourself. You've been preaching wrong things to yourself for some time. It's time to find out what the thing is saying. Amen. Amen. Let's find out what the thing is saying. Okay? Thank you, my dear sisters. You are all blessed. Their Bibles are not bad. Their Bibles are not bad. Their Bibles are not bad. But, I mean, improvement must come. Okay, thank you. you can. Have you found a scripture? What scripture did you find? What verse? Hebrews 3 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the first and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. All right, and you found what? Psalm 86, verse 2. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O, o thou my God, save thy servant that trusted in thee. Preserve my soul because I am holy. Preservation comes through holiness. <laughs> <laughs> Second Corinthians seven one, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, 
Let us cleanse ourselves with all filthiness. Please speak out, please speak out. Second Corinthians seven one. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves with all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You. Luke 1, 74-75. That he will grant unto us that we being delivered out of the land of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. you. You can take your seats. Okay, now. Now. After defining the topic, then you must study each verse that you have found microscopically. You get what I'm saying? Because a topical study is a linkage of microscopic scriptures that you have analyzed. That is actually what a topic is. Linkage of the microscopic. Linkage of the microscopic. So when, when he says perfecting holiness, this one says 2 Corinthians, this one says Psalm, this, this one says whatever. It's a linkage of the microscopic studies. Okay? So remember... In other words, so this one into brackets, any scripture you look at, look at it microscopically, especially where just the part that is talking about holiness. So then you move to the why of the topic. So you define a topic, then why of the topic. Okay? Now, I want to rewind yet again. You read each verse aloud. Okay? Like I did just now. So if you've caught, you are seven in the Bible study, okay? Read each verse aloud. So there are five of you. Each one find a verse, read it aloud. Okay? Then try to microscopically look at it quickly. Then you come to number four, the why of the topic. Why holiness? Okay? Number two, the how, the number five or eight or whatever it is, the how of the topic. How? Then number three or eight or nine, the where of the topic. There are all these questions must come in. Where are you supposed to be holy? How? Why? Where? When? When? Then the next one, who? Who is supposed to be holy? Be ye holy. For I am holy. Two people are holy. God and you. Be ye. Be ye is you be. You be holy. Equa. Are you with us? We're having church. And then the what of the topic. We've got how, why, what, 
where, when, who, what, where, when, why. Each question must be answered. Okay? Can you do a, a topical Bible study now? Can you do a topical Bible study now? Are you sure? Huh? Okay. Now, we are going to do a topical Bible study again. We are go- all of us are going to study the same topic. The topic is the prophet. We are going to study the prophet. Okay? What is a prophet? Who is a prophet? Why do we have prophets? When are prophets supposed to speak? Where are they supposed to speak? What are they supposed to say? What are they not supposed to say? Eh? <laughs> they are going to define what is a prophet. Okay? Find all the scriptures about the topic. Study each verse aloud. Read it aloud. Okay, you may disperse back into your groups. We are coming back to start. Can it be wrong? Yes, it can be wrong. Because this is the dictionary. So this is an Englishman's idea of what a prophet is. Someone who foretells the future. Okay? Are you understanding? But John the Baptist was a prophet. He didn't foretell the future per se. Amen. He was a great prophet. And Moses was also a prophet. He didn't foretell the future in a certain sense. So, it is true, but you, you don't just because the dictionary is. The dictionary is not God. Huh? We are doing Bible study, not dictionary study. Okay, it only helps. You need your dictionary, but I'm just saying that the dictionary will say something. They say a biblical word, like the word, please, the word bishop. In the dictionary, it means something. In the Bible, it means something else. The word bishop in the Bible. The Bible says if anyone desires the office of a bishop, he does a good thing. That's not the bishop that we know now in the English language. In the English dictionary now, a bishop is someone who oversees a number of churches. So if you oversee about 12 to 15 churches, in the English uh, law, even the English ecclesiastical law or English dictionary, you are a bishop. But in the Bible, a bishop is almost like, it's like a, a pastor or a shepherd. Because if anyone desires the office of a bishop, so... He, he must be this blameless, blah, blah, blah. That, that is different from what we are saying in the English language. Amen. Amen. Please, are you here or you have gone home? Amen. Everybody learn. You are learning. Please, it's very important. If you don't become educated, you will be left behind. Because me, I can see that people are going to rise up with education. Yeah. Yeah. And are going to use understanding and they will be there. Yesterday we heard Dr. Otabel speaking blur, implicitly and explicitly, and you were confused. He said, there is commonality between Lighthouse and Central. Commonality. He has studied and invested in himself. Is there commonality between the two Bible study groups? The next question. What's the next question in a topical Bible study? Definition. Uh, we started with the English dictionary, but we went further to look at the Bible's definition. 
Um, and we looked, we realized that the Bible also says that the, the prophet is a seer. All seers were prophets, but not all prophets were seers. Uh, one word which is used in the Bible is roe, R-O-E-H, which is a seer. Um, he sees a vision or otherwise what is predicted. But prophets would sometimes speak as the Holy Spirit moved them without seeing anything. We also looked at a Nabi, one who spoke for or was moved upon by God to uh, give a message. <laughs> Something direct from God to his people. Okay. And we also... Yeah, and we also looked at a chose, another word for seer, which referred rather to the spiritual comprehension of what was seen. What you here? Okay, good. So they have defined what a prophet is. At the end of the Bible study, it should answer practical questions of things that we are seen today in town because i'm going to tell you two different churches which have been broken up by prophets people who call themselves prophets now and whether they are prophets or not we are not challenging that but what we are saying is you know them by the fruits if somebody comes to your church and then dr article came here he preaches it has not spoiled our camp neither is it making people leave lighthouse to go and join uh, uh, other churches Amen. That's rather encouraged us and lifted us to, to, to understand what we are, where we are ambassadors to. That's all. That is a, 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 a. Amen. Next question, please. Ask them. All the verses on prophets. Okay? 250 verses. Give us some main ones. Eh? Some main ones. Um. Some main ones. One. There was Deuteronomy 18, verses 17 and 18. Deuteronomy 18, uh, verses 17 and 18. Please somebody open it for me. Oh, you have not opened your verses. Yes, I have Deuteronomy 18, verse 18, which says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them, and all that I shall command him. Amen. Okay, let's see if they are not ready. I'll sack all these two groups and then. Acts, a new group. Acts chapter 3. Acts 3. Verse 22. Uh-huh. Ah. Okay. What's the next question? What? After looking For at the scriptures. Why? The why of the topic. Why? Why do we need... What question did you ask? Why do we need prophets? Another question about why. Why are we studying prophets? Huh? Why are we studying prophets? Why? Why are we studying prophets? Because, huh? 
Because of what? Many false prophets. Oh, why are you studying prophets now? Because there are many prophets in town now. Haven't you seen who has seen prophetic all night? Ten days prophetic all night. At the back here, you've seen it. Ten days, twenty days, prophet this, prophet that, prophetic ministers conference, and so on. Okay? So, I believe personally that God is raising up the prophetic ministry. I personally believe it. I really think that God is raising up prophets now. That's what I believe. But... What is a prophet supposed to do when he is raised up? Are these real prophets or false prophets? I can, I'm not God and neither are you. The Bible can tell us what is true. Amen. So that is why we are studying what are, are our prophets. Amen. So um, in Acts chapter 3 verse 23 says that, And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear the prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. I mean, what we, we deducted from this was that um, from, when you read from verse 22, it, it, Moses sent, he said, from Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall he hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. But what I'm trying to say is that a prophet is raised in time to warn the people. He serves why? The, we are answering the why, the question why. A prophet is sent in time to the people, the body of Christ, sometimes to warn the people, um, sometimes to exalt the people, sometimes to encourage the people and to preserve. And this is a, a message of preservation. Why is CY shaking his head? Stand up, stand up. Hello. Good. If you quarrel over the word, I think it's better than not knowing the word. Hebrew, uh, read. Hebrews 1 1. In the past, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. John 4.9. What does this verse mean? Microscopic. He's reading different verses. It means that, in fact, we were trying to find out why we are studying the topic prophets. And we wanted to see if what is pertaining in the prophetic cycles now is what the Bible is, is saying or depicting. And... Um, we found out that in the past, God spoke to prophets. That is man to man, for man to talk to man. But in these times, God has spoken to us through his son, which is the word. So God speaks to us through the Bible. 
by So we don't need prophets anymore. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we, um, we still need prophets because when we read Ephesians 4.12, okay, before that, if Jesus was a prophet himself, because the Bible says that God, um, Jesus was the prophet of the Most High God. Then when you get to Ephesians 4.12, 11 and 12 he gave some to be apostles prophets blah 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 for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ um john john 4 19. so 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 she is saying that prophets are around for now for the work of the ministry yeah. this man is saying that it was in times past no, 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 that god was speaking no, no, no. to us by prophet um please bishop uh, i'm the leader of the can i please john john 4 19 john 4 19 says the woman saith unto him say i perceive that thou art a prophet this was a woman talking to jesus christ and uh if we look at Matthew 9.35, it defines Jesus' ministry. And this helps us to see what Jesus did generally as a prophet. As his, as, I mean, in the office of a prophet, 9.35 says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people so the new the, the new testament definition of a prophet is somebody who teaches one excuse me please teaches oh no you see what um in the other group they made a point that every seer is a prophet but not every prophet is a seer so i'm giving a very broad definition the, we are talking about the more important aspect of the office of the prophet and um, the more important aspect is the teaching the preaching and the performing of the power part of the ministry that is healing and so on so if you do not have the total package like um reverend otabe was saying yesterday then you are not operating in the prophetic as uh, god would want us to operate in Okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. The man is saying, this one is saying that Hebrews 1 says that in times past, God was speaking through prophets. Now, he's speaking through his son. So, this is a general statement that generally speaking so now if you say in times past then if you go back to look in times past you will see david he wants to know what to do then he goes to ask the prophet what should i do will they attack me then the people say they will attack you so attack if you go and ask this one should i fight this one said don't fight because they will kill you you go and ask should i do this they'll say yeah do this the prophet said where can i find my donkey your donkey is over here <laughs> then you go and find the donkey. that is what prophets were doing so in times past look at what prophets were doing 
they didn't have the holy ghost only prophets had holy ghost but now in these times he has spoken to us through his son in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man the light and the light shining so what they are trying to say generally no 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 not that one wait wait so from what they are saying generally speaking in times past it seems in times past is different from in these days can we agree on that point in times past is different from these days because it's there in times past and then in these last days something is different so now if he there is a difference what is the difference now when a prophet comes to you and says i see you moving on out of this ministry see me the other part of the first who come to you and say your name is etonam you used to work in who i see you traveling i think you have moved to accra stand up uh, what the prophet is saying is it true huh? it's true the lord says the time has come for you to move forward move out of lighthouse into a new ministry amen i've given you your name i've given you where you you used to work at city express that says the lord a city, is that city express? <laughs> right i got it right city express your name is etonam and you have moved to accra okay see me for the other part of the prophecy when you see me the lord will tell me tell you you must follow me and into my church global revival ministry they invited a, uh, some prophets there i'm saying the names of the church the church here because we are shepherds global they invited the prophets and the guys came there to minister by the time the prophets finished they took away the main pastor and about 500 members or so of the church they logoed all of them because the prophecies are accurate when the person stands up and say s s your name begins with s what's your name Ah. <laughs> i see you traveling it seems you are going to travel soon i see you moving in a plane what the pastor is saying is it is it true it's true you are traveling to where um, america ah the lord has a message for you <laughs> see, me. see me after <laughs> yes we 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 went on to question bible study what why are we studying it when how 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 should the prophet operate he must teach how should the prophet operate he must teach now listen prophet should not teach huh? how do you become, become a, prophet? a prophet yes how do you become a prophet God raises you. Is in what verse? It's in First Samuel. The verse she read. 
God has set in the church apostles, prophets, this, this, that. So God will First make Samuel you a prophet. 20. Jeremiah 1 5. Jeremiah 1 5. He said, I've ordained you to be a prophet. So you, God will ordain you. Okay. Next question. Any other scripture? How should a prophet operate today? If you are a prophet, how? Any other person? Mrs. Yeah, there's a prophet here. Maybe he's a false prophet. We don't even know. We have to be sure. You have a scripture on how? Or who is a prophet? I'm, I'm reading from the book of Luke. It talks about who a prophet is. And I've always um, examined the scripture. It talks about... And talk about a New Testament prophet. That's John the Baptist, yeah, not yeah. an Old Testament prophet. And that's what it says. It says in verse 76, that, And thou child, that's John the Baptist, shall be called the prophet, prophet. of the highest. Yeah. And this is, this is his role. For you shall go before the face of the Lord to, to prepare his way. Number one, to give knowledge. Yeah. And hey, number two, <laughs> it says that, And thou child, Verse, please reference. Luke 1, 76. Okay. This is New Testament prophet. What you are supposed to do? You don't agree with him? Sit down for the meantime. It says that, this is John the Baptist, and it says that, Thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest. For you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And this is what he, what he says the prophet will do. Verse 7 says that number one, to give knowledge. That's a general rule. But now he tells him specifically what he, John, is supposed to do. He is to give knowledge of salvation unto the people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from our heart has visited us. Number two, that's verse 79. To give light to them that sit in darkness. And, number th and in the shadow of death. And number three, to guide us into the way of peace. That's the ministry of a prophet. What was John's ministry? Luke chapter 4. Is it not chapter 4? No, apart from uh, that, there was another one. Is it chapter 3? Where? He went around preaching. Luke 3. 3. And he came into... Now, the verse that Pastor Kakra read is the theory of what John the Baptist would do before he was born or whatever. Then in chapter 3, it tells you what the New Testament prophet was doing. Chapter 3, verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his fast straight. Every valley shall be full, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough way shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. 
Then he said to the multitude, verse 7, that came forth to be baptized, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree therefore which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the tree. And the people are saying, what shall we do? He answered them, he that has two coats, let him impart to him that has none. He that has meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than is appointed unto you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. <laughs> your salary. And as the people were in expectation, all men mused in their hearts whether John was the Christ or not. And John answered and saying, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I come, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Is that not powerful? That is a preacher, a prophet. Amen. Any other thing? How? John 7, 28, read it. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is the least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. But um, the, the part A, the part A. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Wow, that means that... It's John about was the greatest prophet, example of a prophet. Greatest example of a prophet. I said the greatest example of the prophet. I said the greatest example of the prophet. Yes. A greatest example of a prophet. Preaching, telling people, give away one coat, share what you have. Don't be happy, be happy with your salary. Don't be uh, discontent, complaining, memory, repent. That's a great prophet. Bringing knowledge. Amen. But today, what do they want? Stand up and let me. Bishop. I see you working at an airline. Do you work at any airline in this country? Yes. Ah, I hear planes. I hear the sound of planes. With an airline. You work with an airline. Ah. I see a child, a child that is to come. I see the number two, and I see it's being plus one is equal to three. There's another prophecy concerning your life. See me in chambers, and I will prophesy to you. Now, when? The when? When must a prophet prophesy? Did you answer that question? No. Okay, you people can go back to your chairs. You people too. I think you have finished your uh, uh, revelations. Okay. I'll, I'll call you. Practical example of a New Testament prophet is who? Um, I was talking. We refer to um, Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, where it talks about the office of the prophet. 
And I had a definition here which I would explain. Um, it said, people to whom God made known a message for his people, that was appropriate to their particular need or situation. And when you look at uh, Acts chapter 11, the Bible makes reference to the um, very first group of prophets and one person specifically called Agabus um, that is mentioned. And we see, we're trying to answer Bishop's question because we wanted to look at examples of New Testament prophets and what they were about doing. Um, Acts 11, uh, 28, and there stood up one, no, no, and in these, day, in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. So he came to make a prediction. We also found out that later on, he accurately predicted the imprisonment. Yeah, he accu accurately predicted the imprisonment of Paul, which came Acts 21 verse 10. Please open Acts 21 verse 10. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this ghetto, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And this was a rather graphic illustration of what happened. I mean, for a prophet to come up to you and hold on to your belt before he makes a prophecy. Um, it's the, the next question we were to answer after this is, then how do you tell the real ones from the fake ones? But at least we do know that prophets can generally speak, as Agabus did, about a severe um, famine that was forthcoming. But then he also specifically spoke into the life of uh, Paul, an individual Christian. So, <laughs> listen, let me tell you. You can be prophet what? And come and tell me that this is what the Lord says. If God has not also spoken to me, it, you, it, it, it means absolutely nothing. I will take no notice of what you are saying at all. Why? Because... Hello. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, I think we need to rightly divide the word of God here. One, a prophet in the New Testament is not given to guide us at all. Excuse me. And then uh, I'm saying that, I'm saying, no, I want to, Bishop, can I speak, please? Go ahead. Good. Okay, right. This Agabus, the prophecy that Agabus gave was to confirm what God had already told Paul in Acts 20 and verse 22. Read Acts 20, 22. Acts 20, You 20. see, Pastor Teku, you have taken that word out of context. Acts 20, 22. You see? When, when this Bible study group mentioned that verse, then we begin to get the impression that prophets will come to you and tell you, that says the Lord, this is what is going to happen to you, therefore go here. Acts 20, 22. And now, this was Paul uh, talking to the elders of Ephesus as he was departing. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. I go what? Bound, bound in, in, the spirit in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Now, the prophet also comes and says, he takes a belt. Not, huh? uh, not knowing what shall 
befall me. Read on. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. The Holy Ghost told him that bonds and afflictions were abiding him. 20, 22, and 23. And Agabus only came to confirm that thing. So, but Agabus did not come to give him knowledge of that thing. Of As, what to do. Of what to do. And the, uh, the definition that Pastor Kakra gave. Because respect. in the New Testament, who is guiding Christians? The Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the, the prophets, they are the sons no, of God. By the Spirit of God. As many as are told what to do by the prophets, they are the sons of God. Amen. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have the Holy Ghost in you. Amen. And Bishop, please, uh, as uh, concerning what Pastor Kakra read in uh, is it Luke, John the Baptist was not a New Testament prophet. The New Testament began after Christ and not before Christ. We need to understand this, church, please. And he was not in the kingdom. That is why Jesus said that, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Yes, he was a prophet, but he was not a New Testament prophet. But he was a prophet. He was a prophet. But he was but a he prophet, was preaching. yes. But he was not a New Testament He was the greatest prophet. No greater prophet has come. Wild preacher. Amen. I think when you say that, you are wrong. Because if you say that, if you say that, you are trying to say that, Repentance is an Old Testament message, but it's not. Repentance is linked to salvation directly, and that was John's message. So he was an, a New Testament prophet. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I think I think that uh, Kakra, I think that here you are wrong because thank you. in Acts 19, when Paul went to baptize and asked them, "Have you heard about Christ?" said that. All that we know is about the baptism of John. And after Paul ministered to them, and they received Christ, they were baptized into Christ. So John's repentance was, was not uh, being born again. They repented from wrongdoing. But it is when after they heard about, after they were baptized into John, then Jesus went, uh, Paul went and ministered to them. They received Christ and were baptized into Christ, and they received the Holy Ghost. Thank you. I don't agree with Reverend Sakin. I don't agree with Pastor Kakra. Listen, Jesus, John the Baptist was not an Old Testament prophet and he was not a New Testament prophet. He was the only transitional prophet in between Old and New Testament. <laughs> Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. <laughs> it's on. Amen. <laughs> he was the transitional prophet in between the two testaments. He was there. He's a good He's a good example of a combination of the two. No. Because he predicted that someone is going to come who is greater. You get it? Yes. And, and what I want now, what I want to say is now, how, what, what was the next question? How 
do we know whether they when when are prophets supposed to speak huh okay this prophetic group here those bibles that they come and line up here you tell us when are prophets supposed to speak the next bible study group come and then those are the last row the last row at the back come all of you come those are the bible study last row hey when i see you you are seeing me come question what's the next question when are prophets supposed to speak I think we had two verses on that. Hello? First Samuel. First Samuel 10. You won't come, man. Eh? Those at the back, you won't come. Okay. Hallelujah. So basically, we, we found out two ways when a prophet must try to operate. And um, generally, those are the last row. All of you should come. I said, you are coming to explain your Bible study. The one in glasses over there. Yeah. Come. What are you doing there? Come. First yes. Samuel 10, 6 says that, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. So we believe that, you know, one of, one of the requirements is that you must be sure that you are under the inspiration of the Spirit of God whilst operating or before you operate. You don't want to come. What? Oh, because of, right. We were from different... Pardon? This guy got up, so I thought maybe you were talking to his group. Really? Okay, you are forgiven. Uh-huh. So when the Spirit of God comes upon you. Now, how can we know whether it is under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, whether it's a Holy Ghost prophet or a demon prophet. Huh? How can we know? Isn't it? Is that not the biggest question? Because if somebody comes to you and says to you, what, what bus, bus is that? City Express. City Express. Ah. I see Volta region. Your name, Etonam. Then when I give the right, you are supposed to clap for me. <laughs> clap for me. I got the first one correct, the bus. Second one, City Express. Number three. Ah, I see you married. You have a, a wife. I got the third income share correct. Now, there is a word that the Lord has given you to me. Please see me after a very important scripture. The way you see me, I say, I see you traveling to and fro. And the Lord says that where you are planted, you cannot flourish here anymore. You have to move out. And there, I see you going forth like a shining torch to the nations. I see you traveling to and fro.
to and fro. I see many people gathering around you as your ministry flourishes. Yea, says the Lord, they shall gather around you like a mother chicken gathers her chicks. So shall the people and the souls be gathered unto you. Clap for me now. Can I say the first part correct and the second part wrong? Uh-huh. Um, yes, I believe so. Jeremiah chapter 23, um, verses 27 and 28. Okay, I'll start from verse 26. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets? Okay, from 25. I have heard what the prophet said. That prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the hearts of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own hearts, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream and he that hath my word let him speak my word faithfully amen so from that verse prophets can prophesy what out of read it what out of what out of deceit out of deceit of their own heart and they can prophesy lies out of their own heart what they want to say not what the lord is saying amen priscilla mary come have you heard an act come have you heard of an accurate prophecy before huh in cape coast come and tell me one example there was a prophecy about this lady called cecilia and the prophecy came like the person name began with C. So three women came forward. And she said, the man said, the person has a stomach problem. So the C's became two now. So one dropped out. Then the other, they, they said again that the person um, is half paralyzed at times. It comes and goes. Then the woman came out again. Then he told the woman that, I can see that there's a little girl in your house. Is it true? Then the woman said, yes, it's true. You are not related to the girl. Yes, it's my stepchild. I want to see the woman the next day. So the next day, we all went expectantly to see what was going to happen. Then the woman came with this little girl. Apparently, the prophet forgot about the woman. But during the ministration, he remembered again. It was like, Cecilia, Cecilia, come here. So he came. He said, where is the little girl? Just a little girl, about eight years old. And he said, hey, Akolabraha, who will you pay for? And the girl was just standing there like this. I said, no, you're crazy. I saw you before. Mr. Kasa, you are a witch. And the girl was standing there. He said, he said that, woman, this girl has taken your womb. And because of that, you've not been able to give birth. Am I lying? And the woman began to cry. So the prophet said he was going to show us that it was true. So when we were just standing there, he fell under the power himself, the prophet himself. Then he ran through the congregation and he went to the last row and picked a man. And he brought the man. So when he came to the man, he said, 
this man, you are connected to this woman. What is this woman to you? And the man said that he is my wife. And that showed, uh, she is my wife, sorry. That showed that um, what the prophet was saying was true. So still the little girl didn't want to say anything. So the prophet said that he was going to let the angels lash the girl. So... <laughs> Are you seeing complex uh, prophets at work? From sea to stomach, from stomach to paralysis, then you have got the Sicilia. Then from Sicilia to there's a child. Then the child to the husband. You get it? Then the husband. Now angels are coming. You watch and see what will happen. So about, um, let's say about 20 minutes, the girl wasn't speaking. They gave her some grace period. So they, were, they continued their prophecies. Then he called the girl again and said, Angels, money 24. No, the girl started screaming like somebody that is being caned. And even her zip came off, the little girl. So they just took her out. And when they came again, she was like, Meaning that the little girl had actually taken the womb of the mother and put it under a stone. That was what happened. Wow, this is prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> Angels, money 20. What about Okay. How many believe that that was a divine, accurate, prophetic? I believe it. It can be. It can be. No, when you say it can be, you are not saying it. Okay, I believe it. I mean, I believe it. Yo, what Listen. How many believe that that was a direct, accurate move of the Holy Ghost? That brought about a prophetic word to deliver. Only three people. How many believe that it was false? Why do you believe that it was false? Because it's so accurate. The lashes. Huh? Commanding the angels. Yes. Listen, listen. You people, you people, don't make a mistake. Me, I believe that that was probably an accurate Holy Ghost prophetic move. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, I'm not God. Now. The next question is, you see, listen to me, listen carefully, because these things, it will happen to you. You will see, come to your doorstep. The thing will be so accurate. You, you can't believe. I know one time, 
uh, uh, Pastor Eddie, you were telling me of some, you, can you remember? So, so accurate that you, you even fall to the ground. It's not possible that somebody knows what you are saying. Come. You have a personal testimony. You wait. We are solving a problem right here. You said you, you, you've, you've seen some of them. Yes, um, I was at this meeting and... Um, the prophet because we are trying to stabilize listen carefully please the church more loyalty more branches more power like holy fire in takradi you he saw in the newspapers they've been broken off and so on and all that oh now the church is virtually spot the main branch other branches taking off and so on now it is not confirmed but i hear that it is the prophets were greatly involved in the speaking prophetic words to them they've been inviting them to the church and 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 they are greatly involved is it true are they come you know about it come now that's he knows about it his pastor his brother yes um, i think it's true because i have been associated with holy fire for um before the past um, probably seven years yes and um i can i can tell of a time when it was a different ministry and a time when the but prophets, were the prophets involved in this? Yes. How were they involved? I think they were invited over at a period in time to be ministering. And then after a time, in fact, as you are saying it, I am now linking the two. I have never linked it before. But they were invited. And I can personally speak of one particular person who is out of the ministry because I said that a prophet told him to move from the ministry. A pastor? Uh, uh, yeah, in that category. A, person, a, main leader. a leader, a main person. A yes. main person in the church. But what did the prophet tell him? It was time for him to move on. <laughs> yeah. And now holy fire is spoiled. Holy, and said, you shall know them by their fruit. To me, eh, I don't need any more explanation to know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for me i'll conclude that it is a bad thing because it is destroying the church the fruit is distraction division contentions breakaway fighting and the bible says that where confusion and every evil were glory not and lie not against the truth bible said don't lie to yourself don't hype yourself where there is confusion and every evil work that is not the wisdom of god it is not the spirit of god it is very accurate in fact it is fantastic in fact not only it's not only supernatural it is spectacular not only is it supernatural it is sensational not only is it supernatural it is dramatic very very convincing because if somebody starts like that C, 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 Cecilia. Three people come. Two, somebody has a stomach ache. Go, go. One of you has paralysis. It comes and it goes. I am the one. It's something, it's not a usual disease. Paralysis that comes and goes. Then, there's a child. Is that, what, what is it? There's a child. There's a small girl. Bring the child. It's not related to you, yes. It's a stepchild. Bring the child. When he comes, it is, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
uh, causing your what you call not to have a child. Meanwhile, you also can't have. She she didn't she didn't have a child for how long? She can't have a child. She's about forty-five now. Prove all things. I'm showing you two fruits. Number one, if it is causing division and so on, fine. Number two, if that thing is really God ministering, that woman should have a child now. Does she have a child? Has a baby come? Okay. That is the fruit of the thing to see whether God, that is the outcome. Forty-five. It's possible, but it's very unlikely. But anyway. Maybe God is going to give a child. But that to me, then I know that you are fulfilling the ministry. Yeah, Pastor Eddie, you also saw one. Yeah, so um, this prophet called um, a man. He was actually a soldier. And um, he looked at him, a very stout, tall man, and he said, And the man fell... I mean, when he said that, Chancy, the man just fell to his feet. And then he stood up and he was crying and he said, why? I mean, it's like, why? See, why are you holding my feet? Why? 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 Get up. He said, that is where I'm coming from. Do, do you understand? He was, he, that is where he's, come, he's coming that, from. That very day, isn't it? Yes, yes that very day. So the man just looked at the man and said, Chancy, accurate. You are coming from a chelsea and then uh, he said that somebody owes him some he gives somebody some dollars thousand five hundred dollars so, so a pastor brought somebody that the person was traveling and that he needed some money so he gave the person thousand five hundred and the person hasn't paid him and he said that he sees that the lord is going to take him to um, lebanon or somewhere like that and that he will recover everything you know then there was another um girl you know he said this rule all of you should come so this little girl came me who said ujina winiba junction and i was unimo i mean ubi bifi winiba and patch of honor me fee it's like that's where we come from it's not a simple thing <laughs> amen we've seen that thing and let me tell you don't listen I will show you two truths. One is that the thing is accurate. It is spectacular. It is sensational. It is supernatural. It's not, it's not, not any, it's so fantastic. It will tell you. And I'm telling you, two churches, Holy Fire Revival Ministry and Global Revival, these are two churches that have been scattered and destroyed by these prophetic words. There is a commonality between the two. Uh, Bishop. Yes. Experience, personal experience. Bra, bra, bra. Tubra, tubra. No, don't sit down. I, I need company. <laughs> a year after I married, um, we came to church. I think that day it was an anniversary for the publication ministry. And as, I mean, we had our ceremony and everything, Pastor called my husband and I. And yes, Pastor Baden, we are from Kumasi. Yes, and he asked the church to pray for us because God has revealed something to him. But he 
made the thing so simple. Nobody knew exactly what he had revealed. And, I mean, the church prayed for us. And I kept wondering, what is it? You know, I was so weak and down. But I said, anyway, whatever it is, we'll get to know. So after church, he called us, my husband and I, and said, um, I was four months, oh no, I was three months pregnant at that time. And he said, God revealed to him that something was going to happen. But whatever happens, he's with us. So we shouldn't lose hope in God. So, but then he encouraged us to pray. So we had a long time of prayer and fasting. And after a month, nothing, oh, no, before, after three weeks, nothing happened. So we believed that God had answered our prayer. So I think I relaxed a little. And the following week, I was, I had ironed, ready to go to church, and I started bleeding. Um, I, I, I mean, it was gradual, and I was wondering, what is it? Was it because I did a lot of work on Saturday? So my husband had to leave me in the house. He went to church, and I was there bleeding. When he came from church, I mean, the bleeding didn't cease, but it continued. And I was praying, oh God, don't let this pass. Don't let this pass. Don't let this pass. And I mean, the next morning when we went to the hospital, the baby aborted. But then one thing that kept us going was God said we should know that he's with us and that we shouldn't, I mean, we should believe in him because everything will be okay. And in fact, Pastor Kaka told us that whatever God says is true. It comes to pass. So if this is what God has said, we, I mean, we should open up and just accept the word of God. But the whole church actually didn't know what exactly the thing was. So it was between my husband and I and a few members of us. And after four months, I mean, so I wasn't very hurt because I knew it was coming from God. And after four months, I got pregnant again and I have my baby. Amen. Hello. You know them by the fruits. You want to say something? Yes. Now, before, before we say that, I just, want to show, I just want to show another side of uh, this thing. There was a man. He, had, he, he went for church service. And when he went to the church service, the prophet said to him, he called him out, and he said, in your house, in your bedroom, listen, in your bedroom, you have a chest of drawers. In the second drawer, at the back of the second drawer, I see a ring, and that ring is wrapped in a handkerchief. Accurate. And he told him, that is is it true? He asked the man. The man almost collapsed. Because in his house, in his room, was a chest of drawers. In the second drawer, at the back, was a ring wrapped in a handkerchief. This is not only supernatural, it is spectacular and sensational. Wait. That was part one. He said, is it true? The man said, the man said that 
There is no human being on earth who knew where that ring was. Nobody could have known. He said that that was an inheritance gift. It was a diamond ring given to him by his father. Part two of the prophecy. God says you should give that ring to me. I'm telling you something real that has happened. I'm telling you something real that has happened. Listen to me. Number three, part three. The man went home and brought the ring and gave it to the prophet. Part four. The man met the prophet somewhere else. When he met that prophet, the prophet was cursing somebody seriously, not spiritual curses. I mean, this type of insults and abuses and so on. He was a bit surprised. Then he was at home when he had a report that the prophet went, he moved, he went to the next town and he got involved with two boys. Homosexuals. He slept with boys. Homosexual. What do you call it? This prophet. Just from his the place that he had a meeting, when he traveled to the next place, this was what happened. Now, this particular thing, this particular uh, 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 prophet, he was at a church, just like how Dr. Tobu was here. But he was not preaching. Then, Kenneth Hagin was sitting on the stage. And he was, they were in the church. And they called that prophet. to. They didn't call him prophet. I don't know if they called him prophet. They called him to come and greet the, greet the church. So when he came and stood there and took the mic. Hello, I bring you greetings. I'm glad to be here. Kenneth Hagin said, as he sat on the stage, he heard a voice saying behind him, Familiar spirits, occult powers. Direct. He just heard a voice clear. As the man was saying, Bridge, hello, listen. another prophet was on the stage. And he heard a clear voice saying, Familiar spirits, occult powers. Now, a person can come with supernatural spectacular, but you will know them by their fruit. You must prove it. Because the devil is also on this earth. When you say familiar spirits, spirits which are familiar with people, they know you, they know your house, they know where they know where you work, what you do. They are familiar with you and familiar with the so-called prophet, and they inform the prophet and tell you you have a drawer, you have a, a ring, you have a this, you are from a chelsea, you are from this. This is what the Lord, when it's so accurate, it is, all those accurate points are made to make you believe. Then comes the real, this thing, the lie. Amen. Quickly. Correct. 
Chronicles, where a prophet does not know that he's gone up. That is also another thing. It is possible. What do you want to say? Yeah, but in this case, it's... Yeah, yeah, no, no, listen to what I'm saying. I, the, the example that Priscilla Mary gave us about the Cecilia, this, this, that, I asked how many people believe that it's of God. Only three people, but I believe that it's of God. Yeah. Uh, you see, these things here, let me tell you, I believe the, a prophet can operate with two spirits. And the first one can be God. Look at Matthew chapter 16. I want to show you something. You people want to go and sit down. Stay with me. I'm lonely. <laughs> What's that? School of the Prophets. <laughs> Matthew 16, verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked, Have you all found it? Yeah. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say, okay, when they are discussing in the house, everybody bring your mind. Some say, thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elias. Others, Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. Amen. Look at me, please. I am teaching you something I don't want you to forget. Because if it has happened to Global, and has happened to Holy Fire, and has happened to other churches, and it has destroyed them, it can also happen to us if we don't stabilize. I know members of our church who have been captured, regular solid members of Lighthouse, who have been taken away to this prophetic church. Do you know people like that? You know people, you know people, you know people, yes. And we have to find, and that is why I'm showing you Bible. Pastor, you say a person can have two spirits. Show me from the Bible. I'm showing you right now. Watch and look carefully. And he saith unto them, Who say ye that I am? People are saying, but you, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Why? For flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Or the Holy Ghost. 
Father is the same as the Holy Ghost. It's a, or at least not flesh and blood. It's not a human thing. It's not a natural thing. Now. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the king, keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Shall, whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man. But Peter had just said that he was the Christ. Revealed to him by Holy Ghost. So he started to tell them that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. And from that time forth, Jesus began to show his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. Now, continue. He's coming. Look, look at me, please. Who first identified that Christ was the Christ? How did he identify it? What made him know that supernatural knowledge? That this was not an ordinary man. Because he was seeing the man, carpenter, he knew his relatives, everything. They were all from the same town. He knew him. How did he know? He had a supernatural insight revelation from God that he was the son of God. And from that time, Jesus, that moment, in that same discussion, Jesus started to tell them, don't tell anybody. As soon as Peter said, you are the Christ, Jesus said, don't tell anybody that I am the Christ. As soon as Jesus began to say, don't tell anybody that I am the Christ. And Jesus began to tell them how he had to suffer. Look at another spirit. Then Peter took him, verse 22, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned, who turned? Jesus. And and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Ha! Thou art an offense unto me. Thou art an offense. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. The same Peter. The same passage, the same day, the same time of revelation, the same atmosphere. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are thou, Simon. Flesh and blood is not the one that has told you that Cecilia is in the house and Cecilia has got a stomach ache with a paralysis that comes and goes and that there is a child in the house and that there is a man at the back and that is a wife. Flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. Then we move on. We move on. Lord Jesus, you will not go and die. I began to rebuke Christ. You cannot die. Another spirit had taken over. And Jesus said, Satan, 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 not even demons, Satan. Get thee behind me. Part one. Holy Ghost, divine, supernatural, spectacular, but accurate. 
tout. Satan. If you don't remember anything, remember this. Everything we do is based on the Bible. I believe, I believe all these supernatural things. I believe it's really, really from, from the Lord. I, I mean, it is, some of them are not from God, but some of them, I mean, it is, we, that's what we want. We all want word of knowledge. It's what we pray for. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit. I mean, we, we want it. So when we see it, don't let's say it's evil. It is it's from God. I mean, that is a supernatural. But you know it by its fruit. That's why I'm saying that many of these prophetic things, we know them by the fruits that they are bearing. Spoiling churches, breaking up churches, causing confusion. And you say you've ministered to the person. The person is now not healed. You have just used knowledge to show that you are great. Many of these things, they don't make people are not ministered to. Yeah, when Jesus had the word of knowledge about the woman at the well, what was the end of that encounter? And he told her, he told her personally, privately. He didn't stand up and say, you have your panties here, you are wearing red panties, here. behind the red panties are blue, this thing, there's a hole on the left side, so come, uh, come upstairs. No. He sat down with the woman and told her, that listen you have got five husbands you sleep with so many people it was a private discussion that jesus had with the woman and ministered to her i'm not saying that you can't do it openly but i'm saying that look at the example of the great prophet luke 7 the bible says and they said among themselves a great prophet has arisen among the people great prophet that's jesus and the woman at the well when she told her that she's got four, four guys who have been sleeping with her and another one. the woman said i perceive that you are a prophet <laughs> straight away that's a word of knowledge begins to operate but what was the end of it the woman was saved she went back to her town she told people how jesus she became an first evangelist she came and witnessed and told people and her life was changed know it by the fruits i said you know it by the fruits you know it by the fruits Can a pastor have supernatural, miraculous things working in his life and at the same time be living in sin? Why? Samson had the gift of working of miracles. He had, there are nine gifts. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Prophecy, tongues, interpretation. Working of miracles, gifts of healing, and gifts of faith. Now, working of miracles is what makes you do supernatural. You work out miracles. Now, Samson was anointed to kill a lot of people, to kill a thousand. Look, let's say I am Samson, and there are a thousand people here. I am going to kill all of you. I mean... It is almost impossible. You get what I'm saying? Even if I have a gun, and there are thousands of you, you will kill me before I finish. And these are people with sources and super. Something will get up supernaturally and say, ah! and then you just to kill. Nobody could stand before him. He will lift up the gates of the city. 
high into the sky and take it away and go and put it on a mountain and then go home it was the gift of working of miracles that was the miracle to defend god's people but at the same time he was living in adultery and fornication combination it was happening at the same time don't be impressed by supernatural gifts and and whatnot that is not what makes you who you are is more important than what you say or do amen all right you can go back to your seats thank you amen are you blessed with our study on the prophets have you learned something you have a question that you what's your question the guy with the ring No, 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 no. It's like you have a million CDs. And the Lord is saying to you to sow it. Sow it as a seed or give it. Because when you give, you'll be blessed. You see? So when the, pro- when the guy told him, you have the ring, second drawer at the back, a ring, handkerchief in there, the guy immediately felt that he had to give it. Yes, I'm so. Uh, if a prophet is living an immoral life. Yes. Does that make him a false prophet? Ha! It makes him a dangerous person. To to what? Evil spirits. Yeah. And if a prophet likes money, it makes him a dangerous person. The prophets who were destroyed in the Bible times, one of the key things, Gehazi, money. That's what destroyed him. Balaam. He was prophesying accurate prophecies. And because of money, he went to prophesy certain things. So that thing, bring 50,000 and get your prophecy. Bring 100,000 and get your prophecy. It is... Huh? Yes, we have to look at it carefully and say, tell ourselves that, look, do we pay if you there's a prophet in, in America pay $500 and you receive your prophecy direct word from the Lord I don't believe that is, is the right thing to do what they quote is what when Saul was looking for the assets and they went to see Samuel and they, they, were going, they said that we have no money and they said that we have money so we can go and see the seer so in the Old Testament before you see a seer you pay some money that's in First uh, Samuel chapter nine. But when Samuel uh, was giving the seed, he said he actually. Hallelujah! Do you see that? Reverend Saki is quoting the scripture with the prophets use. They use the scripture that uh, when they were said they have money, so they can go and see the prophet. Amen. All right, we want to move on. What, what, what is what's your question? Yes, familiar spirit. The scripture here, First um, Samuel eighteen, ten, and it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from, from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. So he prophesied under the power of an 
evil spirit. An evil spirit. Yeah. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 10. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the people. Did you get that? First Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. An evil spirit came upon Saul, and he prophesied. Amen. Finish. Finish. Okay. Thank you all. All right. Clap for the, the Bible study on the prophets. Clap for the Bible study on the prophets. Pardon? The one with the child. Cecilia's own. Your question is which one is supernatural? Which one is which one is what? Which one is real and which one is what? Like of Satan or no, in this particular Cecilia one, I haven't seen anything wrong per se. They say angels, money 20. That one, I haven't seen it in the Bible where angels lash people. But there are ministry, ministering angels which fight and do certain things in the realm of the spirit and so on. So it's not something I would, it's just something that happened. You know, Jesus spat in the uh, mud and he just laid his hands on somebody and the person was healed that doesn't mean that our ministry of healing is mi mixing of saliva with uh, what do you call it you don't make it the main thing it was something that just happened and there are some things that can just happen but that is not the main thing that we do the main way of healing laying hands on people praying for them that's the way, main thing in the bible okay stand to your feet let's uh, just um uh, can i have another table all right. I want to be more like you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be more like you. Jesus, want to be I want to be like Jesus. I want to be more like you. I want to be like Jesus. I, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a person you want to. Jesus, I want to be more like you, Jesus, I, I want to be more like you, I want to be more like Jesus, I want to be a person you are, I want to be more like you, you may be seated. 